Sue, we are back in the studio. We sure are, Tim. Got my radio voice already, obviously, because we're doing another radio play. Um, we're doing a Superman play tonight. This yes. is chapter two. Chapter two. Right? With a completely different cast yeah. from the first episode. So if you're listening at home, yeah, it sounds a little different. And Superman was our first radio play, too. It was. Chapter one. Originated by, uh, oh, who was our Superman? Rainbow Sam Yeah, Frank. Rainbow Sam Franks was our Superman. Or our Clark Kent, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this time around, why don't we go around the table? Right across from me, as always, is Sue. Yes, next. I will be the narrator. And then next to her, we have <gasps> Jessica Greco doing uh, Perry White and Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> Roseanne. Yeah. Sounds like a talk show. I know. Or sitcom. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, hey, hey, everybody. I'm Jen Pogue, and I'm playing Clark Kent. And Woo-hoo. Lara. Lara. No, Pat. No, That's right. I'm Pat Mastriani, and I'm playing Lois and Pharrell. <laughs> That's right. Bend those genders. Yes. Right. I can do it all. Multi-talented. Yep. Yeah. So this is from September 25th, 1945, The Meteor of Kryptonite, Chapter 2. Oh, man. Part dip. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the first one just to see how funny it is. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman! Faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> More powerful than a locomotive. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's Superman. And today, the Man of Steel tells a story, a wondrous story of the planet Krypton and how he, Superman, came to Earth. But first, before he begins, let's hear from our good friend Tim. It's Tuesday again, Pep Gang. And here I am with swell news for you about a grand offer. Kellogg's Pep has for you. Kellogg's Pep has had made especially for you a wonderful new real sundial wristwatch. <gasps> and in a minute, I'm going to tell you how you can get yours. It's a beautifully designed instrument, about as big around as your usual wristwatch. It's made of real aluminium. That's right, I'm going with that. <laughs> uh, gleaming and bright with a strap that keeps it flat on your wrist. <clears throat> To use it, you just lift the shadow hand or pointer and aim it due north. The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial, showing the hour of the day. It's a grand thing to have, gang. That's something you can use, whether you and your pals are playing games or if you're out in the country camping. You know, gang, sundials have been in use since the early days of mankind, and this new, modern Kellogg's Pep Sundial wristwatch will give you plenty of fun. Now, here's how to get yours. Just send two box tops marked top from packages of that super delicious whole wheat flakes cereal Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. It's your chance to get a real sundial wristwatch. And now, the adventures of Superman. Almost a year ago, as some of you will remember. A flaming meteor <laughs> fell out of the sky. What the hell is everyone else doing? <laughs> <laughs> and landed in an open field in a suburb of Metropolis. 
Brought to the Metropolis Museum by Dr. John Whistler, a famous meteorologist, it was discovered to be a piece of kryptonite, a fragment of the shattered planet Krypton. Sent to interview Dr. Whistler at the museum, Clark Kent, in reality, Superman, spoilers, <gasps> discovered to his horror that if he approached within a distance of 10 feet of the strange green glowing, what? Strange green glowing meteor, he lost all his strength. <laughs> Panic-stricken, he influenced Whistler, influenced, <laughs> didn't even persuade, just like influenced, to seal the meteor in a private vault. But now the meteorologist is dead, Aww. and Kent is fearful lest the vault be opened and the dangerous piece of kryptonite fall into strange hands. As we continue now, Lois Lane and editor Perry White are at Kent's apartment, where Kent is about to tell them why he seems so worried. Listen. This, friends, is a strange story you're about to hear. I just hope I can trust you not to let it go no further. <laughs> Don't be a fool, Kent. What is it? Well, it concerns Superman. Superman? Yes. <laughs> As you may or may not know, Superman was the only survivor of the planet Krypton when it exploded in space many years ago. He came to Earth as an infant and grew up to discover that he had strange and unusual powers. And he had the impenetrable skin and tremendous strength and the ability to withstand fire and flame. He also had the power to leap great distances and to sustain himself in midair. Well... <laughs> Perhaps I better go back and <laughs> tell you the whole story, huh? What story? The story of how Superman came to Earth, Chief. What? what how do you know that, Clark? Oh, ah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'll explain later. <laughs> First, I, uh, I, I want to take you on a far journey, millions of miles from the Earth, where not so many years ago the planet Krypton burned like a wondrous star in the heavens. Here, civilian was far advanced. It, uh, it had brought forth a race of supermen, men and women like ourselves, but advanced on the absolute peak of human perfection. Yes. <laughs> As we near Krypton, we see the high walls and gleaming turrets. We approach the magnificent temples of wisdom with its dome of pure crystal shimmering like the diamond in the sun. There, in a great marble hall, Jarrell. Krypton's leading man of science is about to address a special meeting of the planet's governing council. Council members! Council members! I've completed my solar calculations, and as much as I dread uttering these fateful words, I've come to the conclusion that Krypton is doomed. Gentlemen, hear him out. Let me try to explain, gentlemen. The sun is gradually drawing Krypton closer to it. Within a month, possibly only a week, I'm not too sure, the gravitational pull will be so tremendous that Krypton will not be able to weather its strain. And then, well, then our planet will explode like a giant bubble, <laughs> destroying every living thing on it. I don't believe in science. Assuming for the moment, Jarrell. That what you say is true. How are we to avoid this catastrophe facing us? How can we stop it? Mm -hmm. It cannot be stopped, <laughs> Rosa. It is a force of nature that even we, who are Superman, are powerless to prevent. But there is only one way to escape. To escape. Well, what do you mean? Well, as you know, <laughs> on my blog. <laughs> I've been working these many months on a model of a spaceship which is in its final form. I've designed to carry the entire population of Krypton to another planet. 
If you will assign me a thousand skilled workers, I will endeavor to construct this spaceship before the end comes. <laughs> it was all well and good, Jarrell, to speak of spaceships, but where would we go? To the planet Earth. <laughs> My studies tell me that the planet has an atmosphere almost identical to our own. Jarrell, you've been working too hard. <laughs> you need to rest. Believe me. We have the utmost respect for your knowledge and integrity, but this is too much. Planets as large as Krypton do not explode. <laughs> wait! Wait, do you hear that, gentlemen? Well, I hear only a distant thunder. No, no, no. It is not thunder, Roseanne. It is an internal eruption of gas exploding in giant pockets. <laughs> you're, you're listening to the forwarding doom, the quakes that, uh, quakes like that uh, are sounding the death knell of Krypton. It will happen, gentlemen. It is going to happen soon. And when the great eruption comes... And when it comes, Terrell, we will all be ready for hmm. it. If Krypton is to perish, we will perish with it. <laughs> but I assure you, Jarrell, your beard will be long enough to trip over before that time arrives, all right? <laughs> 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 very well, very well. Laugh if you wish, Roseanne. Laugh, all of you. But the time will come, and that time perhaps is very close at hand. I'm not sure. <laughs> but when it does, you will wish you heeded the words of Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Governing Council, you have heard Jarrell speak. Is it your wish that we devote time and energy to build a spaceship in order, as Jarrell suggests, that the entire population of Krypton be transported to the planet known as Earth? Well, all those in favor say aye. Aye. <laughs> your vote does not count, Jarrell. <laughs> the Council has spoken. Jarrell. Yes. Yes, it has. <laughs> and sign the death warrant of every living thing on Krypton. There remains only one thing for me to do. <clears throat> Prepare for the salvation of my wife, Lara, and my infant son, and myself. And as for the rest of you, may God have mercy on your souls. With the mocking laughter of the, ch uh, the council members ringing in his ears, Jarrell hurried to the terrace of his hilltop home and feverishly set to work on the scale model of his spaceship. Time was short, guys, and he, was, he alone knew. A matter of days, possibly only hours. Driving home, <laughs> the last ricket, he stepped back to examine the bullet-shaped bullet spaceship, only to discover his young wife standing behind him. Oh, Lara. I didn't see you come out. You were too intense on your work. <laughs> what did the council say, Jarrell? They laughed at me, Lara. Mocked me for a fool. <gasps> Even Rosa? Oh, you above all, <laughs> bitch. No matter what, the model is finished now. Tomorrow at dawn, I will send it on its way, watching it flight through the high-powered telescope on the observatory roof. And once I have proven to myself that it works, I will be begin building a spaceship large enough to carry all three of us to the planet Earth. Jarrell? I feel faint. Oh, it seems to have grown oppressively hot 
Is that because we're being drawn closer to the sun? <laughs> yes. There's a very strange glow in the western sky. I don't like it. <laughs> Where is Kyle? Oh, he's asleep. I had quite the time with him. He was restless all day. An internal quake. A bad one. Pass over. You better go in. No, no, my plan is with you, Jarrell. Look! Oh, the sky is darkening! <laughs> Lara, this is the end. Krypton is breaking apart. No, Jarrell! Jarrell! <laughs> we'll return in a moment to find out what happened on the planet Krypton. But first, here again is your announcer. Well, here I am back again. And Batman. now back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> It is, guys. Of Clark Kent, Superman is telling Lois Lane and Perry White of the last minutes of the doomed planet Krypton. How his father, Jor-El, had just completed an experimental model of a spaceship when a strange blood-red glow appeared in the sky, and a series of thunderous crashes and deep rumbles increasing in intensity shook the ground under the feet of Jor-El and Lara, his young wife. Ominous crash! Ominous crash! Rumble! 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 This is the end! Krypton is breaking apart! Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I was a fool for waiting this long. Oh, it wasn't your fault, Jarrell. The castle. I should have built the spaceship months ago. And now, with only a model. Wait. It can carry one of us to safety. You, you, Lara. Oh, no, no. <laughs> if only one of us can be saved, it should be our son. You wait here. I'll go get him. Lara, Lara. Well, perhaps she's right. <laughs> I should be the boy. And now, if if only I could get this atomic generating working generator working, build up enough pressure. I just hope there's enough time. There. Jarrell. Yes. Here he is, still fast asleep. <laughs> I'll open the door. Now put him inside, gently. Oh, Jarrell, are you sure? Hurry, hurry, Laura. Okay, he's in, Jarrell. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh. Now, <laughs> stand back, Lara. The pressure's building up. Okay, all right. How long will it take? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! The Temple of Wisdom's on fire. Oh, all the towers are crumbling. Oh, this isn't good. Here, come close to me, Lara. <laughs> the end is not far. The mountains are breaking up. It's gone. Our son, our son is on his way to Earth. That sounds like the world. end of the world. Uh, whatever that's the right. <laughs> Making Krypton great again. Kalal! Kalal! There's no sound in there. There's no sound. <laughs> Streaming through space, the tiny steel rocket headed towards Earth, leaving the glowing fragment of the exploding planet Krypton behind it. Good heavens, Clark. <laughs> Go on, Kent. That baby in the rocket. I was Superman. What a <laughs> yes, Chief. That—that that is. I mean, he grew up to be the person we know as Superman. And uh, now I'm going to tell you and Lois what happened to him. 
and why I need your help so desperately. You see, Jarrell had set the directional finders in the tiny rocket ship bearing his infant son towards this planet, Earth. A strange expression on his face. <laughs> Clark begins, Clark Kent begins to tell Perry White and Lois Lane what happened to himself. What is the rest of the fabulous saga of Superman? And is Kent, now in such grave danger, actually going to reveal at last that he is Superman? <gasps> Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls! Tune in, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> More powerful than a locomotive. <laughs> Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Fellows and girls, <laughs> be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also copyrighted featured by appearing in Superman DC Publications. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs> <laughs>